welcome to the CLB Forge podcast, brought to you by CLB North American Mission. This is a show to help equip you and your church for mission, ministry, and multiplying disciples. Welcome to episode 67. I'm Mike Natal. And I'm Ryan Nelson. We're your hosts. Today, we're talking with Nick Mundus and Krista Jar about the CLB Forge website. Krista is a wife, mother of two, and the associate for systems resourcing for the CLB. She's worked in children's ministry at Oak Hill Church, in higher education at Concordia and Bethel Universities, and for the last four and a half years at the CLB offices. Her passions include family, databases, and deep conversations about faith, ministry, and the Bible. That's probably the only time that databases is included in the list of someone's like passions and hobbies. It's remarkable to be able to have this conversation with you, Krista. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and just to be able to, get, to talk to you guys about something we've been working on for over a year now. So on a scale from one to organized, who is more organized, Ryan or Krista? Oh, Krista. There we go. So prior to attending the Lutheran Brethren Seminary, Nick worked in a corporate context of marketing and administration. He pastored at Bethel Lutheran Church in Fergus Falls, Faith Lutheran Brethren Church in Briarcliff Manor, New York, Oak Hill Church in Bloomington, Minnesota. He's been the director of North American Missions since August 15th, 2019. Very specific date. He is married to his wife, Barb, and they have two adult children who are both married. Jack and Taylor are married and Solvig and Sawyer, and we welcome both of you in. Nick, it is great to have you and Krista here to talk more about The Forge, something that we've been in the process of doing, because what this is episode 67, and so there's 67 episodes of the podcast in, and now The Forge is going to take off running, so we're super excited to see where that goes. goes. So Nick, welcome in. Great to be here. Thank you. We like to hit the ground running. If you listen to the show, there's just no nonsense Nine. on our show. We Zero. get right to business. First question, can you each tell us what was your favorite childhood cartoon? Ladies first. <laughs> oh, thanks, Nick. That's a good one. Uh, the only one that literally comes to mind right now is Recess. Nice. Which might date me a little bit, but it was the Disney Channel on Saturday mornings was on ABC. And we only had local channels growing up. So I got to see Recess on Saturday mornings parked in front of the TV. I'm curious, has that come back out now because of Disney Plus? Can you watch Recess on Disney Plus? Oh, I have not looked for that yet. That would be something to check. You could relive your childhood. Yeah, exactly. That Lizzie McGuire, right. even Stevens, mm -hmm. I'd be set. There you go. <laughs> wow. When you say date yourself, Krista, what does that mean for me watching it with my kids? Okay. Here's the answer. Underdog. Have any of you even heard of it? Nice. Underdog rocks. Well, there you have it. Polly Purebred getting saved. It's just good stuff. Nice. There you have it. So uh, as we get into the more serious questions, now that we've answered the one that all of our listeners are just waiting with bated breath for, let's talk a little bit more about the forge. So why did you create the forge? Well, I'll jump in on that. We'll go back even long before uh, I became director of North American Mission. I was, as you mentioned, Mike, I was pastor in Briarcliff Manor, New York. And on the elder board, we were dealing with a, an issue that we needed to develop a policy on something. And the chairman of the congregation at that time said, well, has anybody else done anything on this? And for those of us who've been around a while, there hasn't been any formal structure you know, that would naturally be a go-to place to share resources and to go to when we have question. So at the core of what the forge is about, in my mind, it was this seed planted way back when that said, 
how can we connect our churches? How can we make sure that something that's in Mike's church that he's worked on and might be something that would be of benefit to a church in California, where can we put that thing so that they can find it? So that in a nutshell was the beginning. And we also know I was a church near Minneapolis the past number of years, and I worked with a couple of organizations that had a much larger number of congregations in the Twin Cities. So their gathering of churches within 30 miles of each other could be 50 congregations or something. Well, we're well aware that's not the Lutheran Brethren. So we need to kind of get deliberate about connecting things and making it formalized. So that's kind of the beginning point of it. Along with that, I would say we do need to do ministry together. I mean, we're clearly united in the Lutheran Brethren in our theology, and we're united in international mission as we do that work. Well, what about uniting in North American ministry? that we overlap, that we amplify it and connect it. So that would be where it came from. That's just a quick picture of it. And then I I guess I would just say this, I had, you could call it the skeleton of what this could be with all kinds of thoughts and possibilities. And then we have Krista, who's the one who puts the flesh on things and so thankful for where she's taken it, which I couldn't have even imagined some of the ways that she's developed it. Yeah. And I think one thing that's been really cool in my position working in the office of the president for the last four and a half years have been able to kind of see various different ways that we've done things and to be able to say, hey, can we streamline this? Can we get it things into one place? Can we find that one-stop shop, so to speak? Because we were hearing a lot of things about, I'm just getting communications and emails and things from too many different directions. You know, some of our pastors and congregations were like, I just don't even know. I don't remember what the email was called. I don't remember who it came from, (laughs) but I wanted to go find something and I just didn't know how to do that or how to connect in that way with what was going on here at the Synod as well. And we really wanted to have something for our North American mission body that they could really connect into for Synod things as well to be able to know, I'm going to get good information It's going to be in this place and I'll know where to go find it. So that was kind of just really important as we thought about the forge. Maybe you guys could tell us a little bit about what is the forge exactly and who is it designed for? Yeah, I'll kind of take the lead on that one here. So the forge, the kind of official way that we talk about what is the forge is that it's North American missions, communication and vitality resource distribution hub, which is a lot of big words. (laughs) We do we have an what's, acronym yeah, for what's that? What's the acronym for that? <laughs> that would be that would be like uh, a sh- like, yeah, huge acronym. <laughs> But we need one, right? We need to come up with something. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the big thing. But what that looks like is that one-stop shop, like I was just talking about. It's that place where you can find kind of everything, hopefully. And not everything is there yet, but we keep building and growing it. And we're really excited about that. And so it's really been designed in mind for anybody in the CLB. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't even have to be an elder or in church leadership. You can be a Sunday school teacher or someone who's just wanting to get to know the CLB more to find out what's going on. And you can check out The Forge, which we're really just excited about. It's a public website. 
website. It's available to anybody. And then there are parts and components that you can engage with um, that might be reserved for specific kinds of people, like ministers of the gospel or people in church leadership in some way, shape, and form. But it's really designed for everybody to be able to connect. And that's one of the things, for instance, the Forge podcast. It's the home of that. And we're just so excited that that got to launch earlier and build up to this. And now it's there. Every episode available at your fingertips. You can subscribe, share, do all that kind of stuff straight from the website, which is just really cool and fun. Yeah, it's been fun to be able to start sharing that link right to the site. Yeah. You know, we knew from the start of the show this was coming. That's why we named the show The Forge, because of this project that you guys are talking about. Not because of Star Trek. Nope, not because of Star Trek. I'd like to put that not out. because of Star Trek. We did not name it The Forge because of La Forge. Maybe. Even though Ryan really wants it to be named that because he tries to cling to any chance that Star Trek is better than Star Wars. But that's not the case. Sorry, Ryan. Just one kind of component to that, kind of the backbone, that resource sharing component. And the idea that I guess so people would know that that is not a bookstore. We're not selling things on there. There may be announcements or things for events that might cost something, but this is free. It's meant to put things on here that people say, hey, let's share this. Let's spread this out. And it's important that people know that. The other thing is just that people would realize that it really is a communication hub. It's a place where over time, everything's going to be filtered through here as far as uh, cohort opportunities will show up on here. An event that's happening in the Eastern region or something, this would be a place where it's going to show up there. So it's just, again, I think with what Chris has said, hopefully people just get used to, well, if it's going to show up, it'll probably be on the Forge. So they'll just naturally start going there. That's our hope. Nice. Yeah. I've loved hearing from multiple people how much the podcast has connected them together. And I'm looking forward to the Forge being like that next level to connect people with resources. So like for us, we're in people's cars, we're on their computer, perhaps if they're at work and they're listening to us, but there's nothing actually like tangible. They're just listening to it. And so now I'm really looking forward to having this website to point people to where they can collect resources from. And so I'm excited that we can take this connection like you were talking about, Nick, to the next level, because that's been something that our listeners have been so emphatic in telling either Ryan and I, as we've met with them about the podcast and how encouraging it's been, you know, not only because of COVID, I think that if we launched this, perhaps COVID was the thing that kind of really propelled us forward to to do this. But I think if we launched it regardless of COVID, I think the response would have been exactly the same. People just really were craving that connection to other Lutheran brethren churches to see what they're doing. And so it's great. Can you guys walk us through how exactly does the forge work? Well, I guess I'll leave the kind of the details of that to Krista. I guess a, a description of the framework of it is, is connect. And that really is a key component to this, that it's going to be connecting and being built. It's organic. It's going to be successful because the listeners to this podcast are going to engage with it. And so it's connecting in ways that will hopefully build momentum that people get excited about. Oh man, we got that going on in another church. That's awesome to hear that. I love hearing that because 
this would be a, a venue that they'd become aware of it. So there'd be that connecting. Then it's a deliberate equipping. It's intentionally attempting to provide things for congregations that will strengthen their vitality, that will make being a congregation a little easier, that would connect people who have the same ministry calling to others. You know, there'll be literal, let's say, studies and policies and written documents like that, but they'll also be, and this will be part of the developmental process of it, an opportunity to say, has anyone else developed this kind of ministry? And so we'll get that information out there. So there'll be simply contact points with people who've gone before. So it'll be so there's connecting and equipping, and then tied to both of those that I've already mentioned a little bit. It's just the idea of this is encouraging. It just is for us to do this together. For those of us who I was a pastor for 25 years, and there's times where you can feel separate. In our denomination, it's a wonderful thing that we in our churches our wiring is kind of like, how do you think it's most effective in your context and you develop ministry like that? Well, there's naturally going to be overlap that can go beyond our local congregation. And it's just really encouraging to get that out there, to know that someone else has done something and I don't need to create it from scratch. That I think is just an encouraging thing to know that. And that when you do create something, when you take the time and energy to create something, put it on the forge so that someone else has an opportunity to be blessed by it. So that's kind of how it works. I guess I'll hand it to Chris to go a little more details. So I think a great thing to do is to just go to the website itself. The homepage has all of those things that Nick just kind of touched on that connect, equip, and encourage kind of things. And so right there on the homepage, you can search all of our resources. You can type in keywords and it'll show you right there and there and live time. Do we have something with that kind of keyword in it? And if you're not seeing something, hit enter and see if you do get any results. Our search processes are very advanced that got built into the website, which is awesome. It's looking through author names. It's looking through church names. It's looking through keywords, through titles. It's going to be able to find that stuff for you if we have something there. And right on the homepage then too, you can connect by submitting a resource. That's our way to coordinate these kinds of things being put onto the forge. And so we would love to see people go on. It's a fairly simple form and that will come right to the CLB offices. And if we have any questions, we'll reach out to you. But otherwise we might just get things up and moving and on the website. And then when you're searching in those resources, you're going to be given results where it's like, oh, here's a PDF or a Word document that I can download and use right away in my church. Or maybe something in that results list shows up of a webinar coming up in a couple of weeks. You're like, hey, I can register for that. Great. Or, oh, I didn't realize that webinar was going on, but hey, they recorded it. Here's a video. I can check it out. I can watch it on my own time and things like that. And then there's even a way so that you don't miss anything. You can sign up for our newsletter and that will have the newest podcast episode included with it. It'll have new resources that have been posted onto the website. It'll have encouraging things that you can get right to your email. So you're not going back and forth. It's coming right to you, which is just such a great thing. And this is available for It's not like a library system or something like that, where it's like, oh, somebody has this resource, so I can't use it. Nope. It can be downloaded as many times if it's there. And it's just really exciting to see what we've already gotten on the website. So Bethesda Lutheran Brethren in Eau Claire is sharing an entire curriculum that they used for their vacation Bible school this last summer. And there will be just all kinds of downloadable stuff available on the Forge. We've been putting together director kits and ways that you can 
actually potentially order physical things if you want to use them, but we'll have the curriculum and things like their right to download. You could get everything on a flash drive. We're just really excited for that. And then there's things that are very specific to our pastors, which are great things that hopefully will help save you time when you're doing things like, oh, someone created a form for that. I'm always having to find how I did it last time because I don't remember. And what are the questions I need to ask when I'm scheduling a baptism or a wedding and that kind of stuff. And here's something that you can utilize to maybe make that side of your job a little easier and things like that. And like Nick mentioned, cohort opportunities I'm available on there, the podcasts on there, there's going to be a blog, just so many ways to connect and find resources. Yeah, that's great, Krista. When I was a parish pastor, we're always developing new ministry that meant new policies, guidelines, job descriptions, checklists, all that kind of stuff, training resources. And the first thing I would do, it would be to go look for someone else who's done it, kind of like what Nick was saying before. Find out someone else who's done it. I had a list of four or five churches that were local that might have my office manager go check with. I had a list of several LB churches I'd go ask, but then there'd be Google searches. But then you got to spend time like kind of vetting, okay, what's the source here? And is this actually a good resource, you wouldn't really know. So I think this resource site really provides us the context for. These are resources that people that are very like-minded, that are very much aligned with our mission, our ministry, our beliefs, that they're developing and sharing with us. And I just think that's a great, that's really going to save people a lot of time. Another thing too I think is great about this is beforehand, if we were going to share things with other churches, we really had to do it on social media, which is the worst place to share that kind of stuff because someone's always going to say something kind of nitpicky or not even necessarily meaning to do that, but they wind up saying something really negative that discourages people from sharing. So this is a way people can share their resources and not worry about, you know, one person kind of, they think this part of it should be different or something. And also, I think if I understand this right too, things don't have to be super polished to go up here either. When I have been hesitant about sharing stuff, it's been that I want to improve this or make this really a lot nicer before it's ready to go. And then it just never gets done and no one ever gets to use it. And that's a shame. And I think this kind of takes some of that away. Yeah, Ryan, quick comment on that. Two things you said are really important. First off, just that people confidently send things in that you've worked on, that you've spent time on. And just for those of us who've been in ministry a long time, how often do you get something that just sends you down the right path and you just needed Mm -hmm. that help? So, you know, it doesn't need to be like Ryan said, all polished. And uh, so please populate this site with the work you've already done. And then the second thing that Ryan hinted at that I think is really important, there's no comment section. This is just supporting each other in ministry, sharing the work that we've done and attempting to help each other to do ministry. Yeah. And I think something that's important for people to know is we're not just looking for things that are in Word documents or PDFs or PowerPoints or things like that. You can submit a link. If there's been a video training resource that your church has created, you don't have to send us all the videos. If you've got them all somewhere on a website, you can just put a link in. And we'll just link someone directly to that spot. Or if you're willing to share your expertise with other churches, you can submit contact info and you don't have to submit, you know, like I have all of these things and this would just be so much, but I'm willing to talk to anybody about safety and security policies because our church has done so much and I have a background in that kind of stuff. So there's multiple ways to submit resources. It doesn't just have to be, oh, it's written down somehow, or I have to send, you know, 20 video files or something like that, that we already have all uploaded and in a user-friendly format over here. 
nope, let's link to it. Let's make those connections so that, like you were mentioning, Ryan, Google searches, hopefully we can take away some of that and say, hey, someone's created this or found this and they want to share it with others. And here's a quick way to do that. That's great. I wonder if you could just kind of paint a picture for us. What's there now and what do you hope it'll be like in a few years? And and also to clarify, we're recording July 13, but this is going to air on September 7. Maybe you want to comment on what's actually there on July 13 or what you hope will be there by September 7. But also, what do you dream that this thing will look like in a couple of years? I think it's important to know as we're getting started that this isn't just the way it is now. You don't expect it to stay this way. This is like you've said, it's organic. It's going to keep growing. So can you can you guys paint a little bit of a picture about that for us? Yeah. So we have a variety of resources on there right now. And I've kind of hinted at a few of them as I've been talking. I mentioned the curriculum from Bethesda, which has scope and sequence and a materials list that's on the website right now on June 13th. By the time this airs, we're hoping to have everything up there and kind of available and ways for people to know how to download or, or get it or to look at if they want to order materials. So that's just really exciting. I mean, Bethesda has created original music for this. Like You will be able to get CDs and that kind of stuff. When I was looking at the materials list, I was like, this is something that when I was in children's ministry, I would have purchased from group. That's the level that they and the time that they put in and what they're wow. willing to share with people, which is just great. And we have we have an entire Sunday school class, an adult catechism Sunday school class that just got posted here in July, which is just great. A pastor who took his congregation basically kind of through confirmation in a year and just said, we're going to take a look at this kind of stuff because, and that's for other churches to use. It's all right there. You download, it comes with a whole bunch of PowerPoints and then, yeah, there's different forms available. And there's even some of the webinars that we recorded that North American Mission did kind of in the height of COVID when we were all hiding in our houses that hopefully can be used. So how to create a Facebook group, how to create a website, those things that are hopefully will be helpful to churches for years to come along with with different links to some things the seminary has done. And so we're just really excited. I've been, the the regional conventions got to hear about the Forge in June. And I've been really excited to see a few people take the time to submit things that they've worked on. It's just been really exciting to see the ball start to roll. I think one of the greatest things about our church body is like when grassroots movements within our church body have led to the most influential aspects of our ministry. And this kind of really gives our churches, our congregation leaders a way to share with each other and to speak into who we're becoming in the future. And I'm really excited about that. And I think like what you just said, Ryan, tying into that is really the idea that as we move into the future, it's not new news to anybody probably listening to this podcast, but we're in a transitional phase of how we do ministry in North America. And I think this can help us build momentum and connect and unify. We're on a mission field and we must look at it that way. We must transition into a go and deliver the gospel to people instead of waiting till they come in our door. And I know we all know that, but we also know it's really ramped up. And so let's do this together because we, we all need that encouragement. When we look to the future, I'll just read real quickly kind of a vision statement that I made that points in this direction just to see what I hope happens. The CLB Forge will become the North American Mission Hub for Communication and Congregational Vitality Resources. All CLB North American congregations will become aware, understand, and use this resource for their congregational vitality needs. This resource would be dynamic and growing as more and more congregations are engaged in the system, 
pastors, ministry leaders, and CLB leadership would build connections and find the resources beneficial toward becoming a disciple-making movement. You know, that's aspirational, obviously, but this is, Mike used the word earlier, this is tangible. It's like, how do we do this? It's always going to be aspirational component when we use this kind of language and talk like this, but this is also going to unify us around the actual things that are happening, the actual things that are being created, that are being used. So I think it's just important for everyone who listens to this to know that we're it, the Church of the Lutheran Brethren. This is our thing. The framework here that uh, Krista, again, has worked so hard on, we're the ones who feed into it, who make it grow in effectiveness. And, and so, you know, that's a huge invitation to everyone to just get after it and join in. So speaking about that, that dovetails perfectly into our last question, which is what's a good way for me and my church to start using this website, the Forge website? And that's what we want to happen. We want people to get involved. So, I mean, one really easy thing is to just go check out what's there. Look at what's available. See if there's something that kind of goes, hey, this could really benefit my church. I should maybe mention this to someone. And I've said multiple times to people, a lot of people sometimes are like, well, I don't have anything to put on or share. But you know what? Maybe if you feel like that, you probably know someone who does. You probably know someone who's like, that person in children's ministry created this whole thing that's just awesome. And you're hearing about the Forge here on the podcast, but maybe they haven't. So tell them about that. Encourage them. When we encourage each other to say what you've created is important and valuable, that's how this will grow just as much as people going and submitting things themselves. When we build each other up, that's when we'll be able to see this keep growing. So you can sign up for the newsletter. That's a great, great way to stay connected and hopefully be encouraged through different kinds of things. And kind of a additional component that we haven't mentioned yet about the Forge is there is what we've called the Forge account. So it's a password protected area of the website that you can sign up for. And it goes a little bit deeper in ways that your church can get involved. So we just launched in July a job board in that area. So if your church has a position that they're looking to hire for, whether that's a pastoral position or a children's ministry, youth director, anything along those lines, we're kind of bringing that all together and putting that there for people to be able to see. And anyone who has an account can see that. There's also places in there for our ministers of the gospel to be able to find things so they can really connect and hopefully things that have been like, oh, who do I ask for for that form? Or where is that document again that was kind of important? Or those kinds of things we're really working to get into that account area so that it's a place for you to go and find a PDF of the ministerial acts book because you need to look something up real quickly or something along those lines for our ministers of the gospel. We even have an online yearbook, which is available on there and that's updated in live time. So if you're got a bounce back on an email from a pastor and you're looking to connect with them, you can go check if the synod offices has gotten an update. Hopefully we have, and then you're able to connect with that person. And so there's just so many different ways. Use resources, submit resources, connect with others to submit resources, and then check out the podcast if you haven't yet. The blog, that should be fully up and running by the time this airs. And so that's really just kind of exciting because like Nick said, this only builds and grows as we come together and unite in the mission that we have here in North America. 
Last thing I just want to mention, this is North American mission. This is our place. This is where we hope almost everything happens out of it or flows into it in one way or another. And in there in the about section, it has our massive North American mission department contact. In other words, Ryan and me. All of us? Yes. All of us are there, Ryan. And if you're looking for something, for instance, you couldn't find a resource on there, Ryan or I might be able to find it someplace, or it's a good way to ask a question of us or something like that. So I just want you to know that when you think North American mission, you can go there and even reach Ryan and myself. So you guys also tech support too, that gets directly to Ryan and you, where you click it and you automatically like <laughs> get you guys through a text stream. You know what I'm talking about? Where Ryan's like, yes, how can I help you? Or is that not, that might be a little too difficult. That's a really good idea that we won't do. <laughs> nice. But I will respond to that brilliant idea. I just want to say this. Man, you guys have nailed this podcast. I'm so thankful that this is kind of the foundational component before the rest of the Forge even existed. And even my wife, who I think is probably the most magnificent person in the world, she might listen to this, so that hopefully would work out well. But she said, man, Mike and Ryan, those guys are really good at doing a podcast. So anyway, I just want to express that. You guys crushing it. Thanks for all your work. Thank you. Thanks a lot. We appreciate that. Thanks everyone for listening to our show today. Be sure to check out the CLB Forge website by visiting clbforge.org. That's clbforge.org. Don't forget to subscribe to our show and we'd love it if you shared the podcast with a friend or a colleague. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. See ya. This has been an episode of the CLB Forge podcast brought to you by CLB North American Mission. Thanks for listening. We welcome your questions and comments. Email us at podcast at clbforge.org.